Hello, my name is Justin. <laughs> hey, I'm Chris. This is episode 75 of the Bible Buffoons podcast. Hello. Again. Again. You laughed at me. Again, we again with the weird hello. Our third time trying. We <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to start these things, man. You don't have to start them. He always does. You guys don't get to see this, but I see it every time. Every time he does this thing with his hand and his finger and he goes, and he kind of like winds it up. <laughs> I don't even like, know how to do it. It's like, what's up? That's what's what you usually up? do. You usually go, what's up? What's up, everybody? <laughs> but not today. I didn't know that I did that. You, every time. You give it a little little flick of the wrist. I like it. Let's me know that it's go time. Oh, okay. It's like well, flipping a glad. switch. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad, I guess. There you go. Uh, welcome to the sauna. Mm. And we're both dressed up today. So that makes it double hot. Well, <laughs> for multiple reasons. Yeah. Because we're dressed up in a suit. We have a funeral at our church today here in a few hours. So we're kind of dressed up. I'm not in my normal shorts and hoodie. And I'm 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 calling this outfit lumber you, chic. You have fancy flannel. Yeah. That's a fancy flannel. It's tucked in. Sort yeah. Of. You got boots with... Similar vibe. You got you have zippers on your boots? Well, how many ways do you got to put hey, your shoes hey, on? Hey, hey, There's no limit to the number of ways I can put my shoes on. You need on. some buckles. If I had... Hey, there might be a buckle on there. You <laughs> I do like it, but I just see on that one, you have a zipper. Thank you. So you do never lace them up? Do you only zip them? Yep. Really? Just go hit that side zipper. Slip. That's what Jack needs. There you go. And old people. Old people, Jack, and you apparently and just need yes. zippers. Yeah. Why bother with the laces? Oh, I hate laces. Mm. Let's wear boots. Yeah. I just slip them on. Yeah. Chacos, slip them on. Boom. Uh, tennis shoes, slip them on. I don't even... You don't even mess with laces? I don't mess with laces. Tennis shoes, slip, they're, they're slip-ons. Okay. House shoes, slip them on. I guess that's what... I, I guess I never tie shoes. <laughs> Learning something new here. I, I mean, I have... A pair of black and brown dress shoes that I do because you, you, you have to do those. You, you, don't, you don't have really a choice with those. But when I wore this suit this weekend for a wedding, I wore my boots. I think boots with a suit is a nice way I to got go. boots and suit right now. Yeah. yeah, I did it this weekend. Nice. So she was like, you going to wear that? And I said, yeah. Is that okay with you? And I'm glad because it poured down raining yeah. going to the reception. It was nasty. Um, speaking of the wedding, <laughs> so yesterday the mother of the bride, she was in the office. The mob. The mob. I'll let, I'll let you call Jan Pruitt mob. Uh, she, uh, she she was in here. When you're a youth minister, you never know what you get. If you're a minister in general. The, That's right. I was, I was, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. The text, the calls, the, yeah. hey. And when it starts, hey, do you want? And you're like, I don't. Like this could either be, I have a car yeah. that we're just going to get rid of. Do you know someone that needs it? Or like, hey, do you want? Tickets to a movie? I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Do you want a ping pong table? I get that all the time. Really? I get that and like, do you want this old couch? And I go, if you don't want it, I don't want it. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the way it works. She goes, Do you want some popcorn? That's all she said. And I said, Ah. She goes, you, she's like, It's a bunch of popcorn for like for the you know, the teens. It's like, all right, well, I got Wednesday night and also I got a family. Like, my boys love popcorn. I said, Yes, Miss Jane, I'll take your popcorn. She said, okay, I have to bring it to you. It's not my car. It's at the house. I said, all right, I'll be by your house tonight, actually. Let me just swing by and go get it. Guys, it is a 42-gallon trash bag. It's like the Industrial construction. thick construction. 
sight. I say forty-two bag. gallon because I just bought these bags yesterday nice. from Dollar General. It's that big. Yeah, Full and it's of popcorn. The, and it's the fancy. Was it? Was that say? Oh, it just says popcorn. Fresh, delicious, crisp popcorn. It's like the red and white box. Yeah, it's like Guys, a it's classic. Like, it's like sixty of those in this bag. If you go to a basketball game, that's the box that you're, you're going to get. Out of. I have sixty boxes of these just in my <laughs> office now. It smells good in here. I brought it home, and the boys went crazy last night for it. Like, he has my box. I'm like, you all just, get you all get ten boxes. Who you cares? get a box. You yeah, get a box. I felt like Oprah. Anyways, you never know. Hey, do you want? Hey, can you have any use for ninety boxes of popcorn? Like, sure, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's it probably not great. Like, I <laughs> my brain. Never mind. Uh, I won't even go there. Uh, <laughs> excited to have popcorn. Excited yeah. to be here. A big bag. Yeah, just happens. Man, cold night last night. Yeah, especially for baseball. That's what I'm talking about. We were at the ballpark last night. Shades Mountain Ballpark. It was evaluations. And every kid there was so confused. Yeah, well, so were the grown-ups. Well, that's also <laughs> true. But all the kids were like, this is my whole team? Yeah. Like, no, not everyone's on my team. I'm like, there's 100 people here. Like, no. You'll never get to play. What was your number? 27. You were there 27? I got there 15 minutes early, and we were still like the 30th person in line. Well, you're the 27th person in line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to round. Uh, that's not bad, though. No. I got there, and I was 118. That's way down the line. And we waited so long until finally they said, they kind of waved us over and said, hey, from me, so from me back, they said, hey, from you, the back of the line, you guys go to the other field. There's no line. Yeah. We went through the evaluations. They, they did, like, hitting in the batting cage, catching in the field, throwing. They did, like, four different sections, stations. We did it made it to our car and was pulling out and I saw people on the other field that were a few ahead of me still have not gone yet. Ugh. I was like, oh thank goodness. It was cold. And it was Everybody it was, was like cranky. it was like forty degrees. Yeah. And it was cold and these kids were like, oh and you have like parents bringing like their siblings. I was like, why are you bringing siblings yeah. to this? <laughs> Leave those jokers at home. Yeah. Jack looked like a buff five year old because we had like six layers on him. Nice. He just looked, he was jacked. Jack. He's like, yeah. help me play baseball. It's like, I, we started him last year on steroids. So he should be good. If he's going to make it in the league, you know. That's what we're talking about. He <laughs> wants to be a football player too, so why not? Yikes. And then from your son, now he also wants to be like a gorilla tamer, zookeeper, <laughs> Bigfoot hunter, whatever. Bigfoot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Depends on the day. Depends on it. Well, um, Man, after last week, we did Nehemiah last week. Nehemiah. Dream big. <laughs> Dream big, man. Uh, I had a lo- I had a few people on church Sunday go, hey, I really like that. And they go, we don't talk enough about yeah. Nehemiah. I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. Mm. Like, it's a pretty dope story. Um, and we just literally scratched the surface, like chapter one. Uh, we didn't even get far into it. But I had a lot of people go, man, that was really cool. Yeah. So I made a mental note. Sometime soon, we might do more Nehemiah. So we might just go further into the story. And that section of the Old Testament yeah, that, that really, that if you don't intentionally go there, you're just not going to spend a lot of time, but there's so much good it's stuff It's hard, there. Yeah. yeah. You don't typically just turn to yeah. that or look for stuff. You're going to be you're going to be old school. I mean, more of like you're going to be Genesis, uh, that route, story, Noah, Moses, mm-hmm. the big, and then you're going to go Jesus and Paul. Um yeah, it's, if you don't get into those, yeah. but I had a lot of people like say, hey, too. I really like that. 
So did I. So we, so we, the last two or three, we've gone away from like topical and just said like, hey, let's look at some scriptures. And we realized this is um, us just kind of giving you a little in, inside baseball. That's like we haven't done that in a while. We really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like, let's kind of open God's word. Let's just read it. And how do we apply that junk to our life? How do we make all this into us? And what does it do? And hopefully teach you something as well um, and teach ourselves. So. We're going to do that again today. Uh, fast forward. Uh, we're going to be in the book of... Fast forward. Well, well fast from forward Nehemiah and Psalm. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the book of Matthew. Uh, we're going to be in Matthew 13. So, what, what I have learned, and you know this too, like having to teach people something, teaching your kids, I teach Bible class a lot, you have to use yes. different ways of Jesus teaching. And Jesus does mm-hmm. this perfectly through parables. Uh, we can go on the next 12 weeks and just do a parable a time. We're not going to do that. But uh, Jesus speaks in these parables, and it's basically a way to teach a lesson by yeah. telling like a quick little story. And to kind of get their brain going, oh, I get it. Because these people didn't quite get it. They didn't quite get what the Son of God meant. They didn't quite get what the Savior has come means. And so Jesus kind of puts it into their perspective where they can go, oh, I get it. We were watching um, We were watching something tonight on TV. And Jack loves to know, like, is the moon bigger than the earth? No. Are you bigger than the moon? No. So he... he yeah. Spatial size, he likes to know. Because we'll watch a bunch of like fishing, like, hey, we're catching sharks. Or like, there's like a dude perfect video, and they caught like a grouper that was 300 pounds. He's like, how big is that? I'm like, well, and so we'll kind of go on the rug and be like, oh, it was eight feet long. So Mary Beth the other day was talking about Goliath. We were reading about Goliath, and I said he was 10 feet tall. And he goes, is that taller than daddy? She's like, that's two of me. He's like, whoa, is that two of daddy? <laughs> No. So we're having, having like, no, that's like the pool when you jump into it. That's as deep as the pool. He's like, yeah. whoa. Like, try to do that. Jesus is trying to do that to the parables. He's trying to teach a lesson um, on a topic in a way that would make them somewhat understand. Um, do you know how many parables are recorded in the Bible? That was close. <laughs> Around 50. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's about, there's about 50 or something. You can go, uh, is it not? But yeah, you're right. About 50. Um, do you know no. what parable means? No, I'm <laughs> so no, I'm kidding. Uh, parable is a Greek word. Um, is parable, b o l e, not the a. Does it have something uh, to do A-B-L-E, with circles or balls? B o l e. No, it does not. Bowl means to cast, and then para means alongside. So it's kind of like you're casting a story mm-hmm. alongside the parallel. real one to kind of get the yeah, definition. That's, Yeah, that's basically it. Like you're telling like a yeah. parallel meaning story, mm-hmm. this kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, so there's 50, right? But if you want to read a lot of parables, I recommend you go to Matthew 13 with us. There's six of them. There's six parables back to back to back. And you know what's really good? If you're like, I don't understand these. Yeah. In a lot yes. of these parables, Jesus right. straight out says, this is what this means. Um, but I want to jump to, I want to jump ahead from 13 and really go to verse 10. So what we're going to do is we're just going to read some of these parables 
what they mean to us. How do we apply those today? Why does this make sense? But I want to read 10, um, verse 10. Uh, the top of mind says the purpose of the parables. So if we want to know why Jesus speaks in parables, it's like, oh, well, good. This chapter tells us. This kind of gets a little bit of it. Um, the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Verse 11. And he answered them. To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in the case the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. So he kind of goes in here and says, Look, I've tried. Right? I think this is Jesus sitting there saying, Look, they see me, but they don't know who I am. They're not getting it. They hear me, but they don't really hear me. Right? It's almost like, you know, the definition of, um, Are you hearing or listening? Right. Oh, yeah. I hear you. No, no, no. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Do you actually hear the words from Jesus? And he says, look, these people don't get it. And I'm going to try to help these other people get it. I'm going to try to help them like mm-hmm. really kind of grasp it because they haven't. And we used to talk about this a lot, especially when it comes to the Pharisees. We used to dog the Pharisees a bunch on here. Then I think we had a, a little change of heart for them because we thought, you got to give them some break, right? You got to give them a little bit of break here. They don't quite get it. We're 2,000 years past. We read this and go, how do you not know this is Jesus Christ? But it's just right in their outlet. Like, it's just in their time. They're like, we've been waiting for a Messiah for years. And now you say you're it. It's a big deal. There's a little, there's, there's, it it goes a little, little deeper and a little further back to, I, I, I can, I can hear some long-suffering frustration from Jesus oh, and his explanation here. Absolutely. Because, you know, we, we think about um, the life and the ministry of Jesus as kind of spanning these 30, 35, 33 years. But Jesus is God and pre-existed his incarnation on earth. And so Before Je- that 30 years. Jesus oh, yeah. was watching Isaiah write these words. This isn't 30 years of, you know, Jesus' frustration. Yeah. This is thousands of this years. This is thousands of years, right? Uh, yeah, that's really good. And, uh, you know, he says the, the, the kingdom of God was made for these people. And they, they continuously reject what I'm trying to do uh, in order to pursue power and cultural yeah. dominance and all these other things. And he's just like, you know, it's, it's time for me to select this different group of people who I can reveal these secrets to who are ready the the religious elite and the establishment was not ready for Jesus to be who he was. They wanted him to be something else entirely. Oh, absolutely. And so Jesus has found this other group of people who are ready to receive the message of the kingdom of God. And that's what that's what a lot of these parables are about. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's all about at the beginning of the or in ten eleven, he says, "You hear, but you don't. You don't, you don't hear." Like Listen. God has been speaking to you yeah. for thousands of years. You have a relationship and access to God in ways that most other people on planet Earth don't have. You should have been the ones to get this, but you 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 heard you heard what I was saying, but you didn't listen. Yeah, you saw what I was doing, but you didn't take it to heart. 
Yeah. And, and, and what we're going to read in this is you took it to heart, but your heart wasn't ready right. or your heart was wrong. So almost all, I, I think every single one of these, and we're not going to go through all six of these. We're yeah. going to hit some, um, really talk about, really help out with like how you receive God's word, mm. how you hear it. Yeah. So when you, so when you listen to this, you go, Oh, there's seeds and there's thorns and there's a sower and there's the leaven and the mustard seed. And the, there's a lot of yeah. stuff going on here. This is, Hey, this is what you're like. If how you intake God's word, mm. um, his message, the spirits, it all talks about getting yourself ready for that, which is, I think, I mean, what we're supposed to do every single day. Yeah. I think every day we need to prepare our hearts to come in contact with the creator of the universe. Yeah. We need to be like, all right, my heart is ready for this. Um, well, there's one thing that I think is really cool about this. Like the book of Matthew in particular kind of highlights these different groups of people who are moving and interacting with Jesus. And you've got his apostles and his disciples and uh -huh. his close followers who are responding positively to what Jesus is doing and his message. They may not fully understand what's going yeah. on, but they are following him and they're trying to do what he's doing. Then there's kind of this neutral group in the middle. And that's like Jesus's family. Yeah. That's John the Baptist and his disciples are like, who are you? Are you the one? I'm not sure. It's not a positive or a negative. It's just like, we're, we're paying attention. We see what you're doing. We want to know more. And then there's this negative group of the Pharisees and the scribes yeah. who are actively working against Jesus. Jesus can tell a parable that all three that of these all groups them. are mm. going to receive differently. Just kind of going yeah. along with yeah. what you're saying. It's like it, you three different people can hear the same story and take three different things away from it. And that's the brilliance of these parables. Yes. Right. And, uh, well, and then we have to look a little bit of what was happening here. Um, Again, you had Jesus, you coming through, you had Matthew five through seven, you have the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these people know Jesus because of that. Yeah. So I love what he says, you hear and you see. So in that five to seven, you have a lot of Jesus just preaching to them, straight out preaching. Just laying out what it means to be in the kingdom of God. Boom. And then afterwards, you have him go on this journey of healing like everybody yeah like after that it's a healing bonanza he is just you blind you got it i got you you <laughs> leprosy no more he's over here just wheeling and dealing and so in this he says look you hear and you see but you don't hear and yeah. see he says look i have just preached to you and told you what's happening right i've just showed you that i am the son of god mm. and now you're still not getting it yeah all right now you gotta go tell these tales yeah. now you gotta tell these stories but it's still helpful yeah um as jesus does as a Incredible teacher and just knows, hey, I'll preach to you, but now I'm going to tell stories to you to hopefully kind of wrap it up. But I think I think we do the same thing. You in particular oh, do the same thing. Like these are these are biblical big kingdom truths that honestly Jesus knows, God knows, are really hard for us to really fully understand. And so what Jesus is doing in these parables is taking these uh, expansive truths. Uh -huh. And putting them in terms that these people would understand because of their everyday lives. We do the same thing. You yes. know, you're constantly having to take these deep biblical truths and relate them to what a 13-year-old is experiencing. 12-year-old. Brett yeah. has to do the same thing to a group of four, five, six hundred people. It's like yeah, there's an element of relatability in taking this big idea and saying, now this is what this could look like in your world. Something that you would understand. Yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out how to do that with 80 boxes of popcorn tonight. <laughs> Multiply. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. We got to figure that out. Uh, or just eat popcorn. All right. So, hey, we're going to hit a few of these today. Uh, I can promise you this. This is not going to be an hour-long marathon uh, podcast like we did a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, unless we're going to just all of a sudden go for 40 more minutes. But <laughs> I think I think we're going to hit some of these um, and just kind of explain them just as Jesus did as well. So let's go to the parable of the sower. Uh, verse three. So 13 verse three, uh, 13 verse three. Here you go. Then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Verse 7. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. I love the end of that. Whoever has. I might end the way I preach or read God's word. Let Whoever has ears, let them hear the word of the Lord. Um, yeah. Okay. So you have this right here and you go, all right, Jesus, this is a great intro to parables of Jesus mm. because this hits a lot of different things. Yeah. It's a very quick story. Six verses. You kind of get the whole thing. You go, all right, what is Jesus talking about? I remember being a kid. I remember being at my private school that I went to my private school, the private school that I went to and hearing this stuff being like, who cares? Like I remember being like, this isn't telling about God. This telling about, he's just not a good Seeds. farmer. He's just not good at this. He has some fallout and he needs to be better at being farming. That's pretty easy to do that. Uh, I was not verse nine. Whoever hears let them hear. I was not hearing correctly. I was thinking I'm in Bible class. Why do I got to know about this? This is dumb. Uh, and then you get to be a little older and you go, Oh, this is brilliant. Jesus. Mm, yeah. <laughs> really good. So let's go through. So we have, I think four different types of people in here, right? So you have uh, the seed scattered on the path. What is that one? No. So actually, if you go down, I think it says, uh, if you go to verse 18, I'm not going to read this. But if you go to 18 through 23, it says the parable of the sower explains. <laughs> so they explain exactly what this means. Right. So if you're, if you're reading this going, I don't get it. Keep reading and you will. But we're going to go through them, right? So we have the seed on the path. Do you remember which one that one is? The, the, seed, the seed on the path is where the, the evil one snatches. Yeah, the birds come and get it. And uh, are you asking me to, yeah, sure. to, to break this sure. down? Well, right, yeah, or, so. or like just that one. And we can talk about each one. Yeah, so um, I, th- I think I think it's it, there, are, there are two ways to read this parable. One to read it from the perspective of the sower um, in Christ. You now are part of the team. Oh yeah. You are someone who is uh, a part of the work of scattering this seed. And the seed here is the good news about the kingdom of God, that God has come into the world and created this new way of living, new way of living together and treating one another and all these things, a whole new set of rules. Do you think, right, so I'm a pushback. Do you think that that's what Jesus intended in here? What do you mean? Uh, to read it as part of the sower. I don't know. Um, and 
I think two thousand years later, I think that's really good for us to kind of get out of this. So there's there's another parable, uh, the parable of the wheat and the seeds, where he the wheat, where he very specifically says the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. So yeah. he says Jesus is the one who is out planting these seeds. Yeah. Um, but I do think that you know, looking at what comes later in scripture, yes, you know, we are we are a part of this work. We are to be salt and light. We are to be the hands and feet. We are to be the wherever one you now. go. You're yeah. scattering seeds. Yeah, and so in one aspect, this is this parable in particular is just exposing truths. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It it's not necessarily prescriptive. It doesn't say, well, if you're a seed that falls on the path and gets eaten by he's a bird, saying, this is what you do to get back. He's saying, look, it's like this is just reality. This, this is, is what what's going to happen. This is it. Um, and so, as a sower, as one, as you and I are involved in the sowing work, we can't be overly concerned with results and saying, look at all the seeds that I planted that landed on good soil and produced good fruit. Our job is to sow, and the the condition of the hearts of the people who receive really don't have anything to do with us, right? So, man, I'm having to process this because I don't know if I agree with you or I agree with you 100%. <laughs> That's a wide chasm. I know. You're just, you're just making me think. That is doing... That is doing some cherry picking out of this verse, mm. but I don't know if it's wrong cherry picking, mm. right? Like I, I, cherry picking is you find what you want to find and you kind of do it. I think you're correct. I don't know if that's what this is talking about. I think if you go further in and from us, we don't have just the book of Matthew. We have the whole Bible so we can see things a little bit differently. Um, so then the challenge for us is you don't have to worry about the hearts of the people listening. You just got to, you share the spread good news. God's message, the good news, no matter what. Would you? I know you agree with that, and I don't mean to be combative or us over here having a disagreement about this, but <laughs> I think it is important for us to to somewhat know the hearts of those that are receiving it, hmm. or care for those hearts. I think that the most effective way to share the good news about the kingdom is in relationship with people. Yes, um, and. You know, I think that the spirit is guiding and leading both us as sowers and other people as soil Yeah. Um, to prepare hearts for that message. You know, I just don't think we have any control over how, how it's received. It, again, I think maybe yes, maybe no. I and mean, also think that this kind of clearly says <laughs> not everybody's going to get it. Well, that's also true, right? It's just that there's people that just won't. Um, yeah. For I, a lot of reasons. And that's that's really where you can kind of dig yes. into some more of the meat of this. It's like some people just are not going to reject it. Satan's going to come and steal that message before it. I think what you're talking about, I agree with. Because I think what we tend to do is we tend to hinder ourselves mm. in spreading the good news because we're like, well, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to take it. I don't know how this is going to be perceived. And he's saying, uh, uh-uh. you share that with everybody, no matter if they're ready or not. Yeah. And I think that's true. Like I, I'm, I am not in control of what happened 
to so and so's heart the yeah. past week. Yeah. But I know to get them ready. You might yeah. But I know right now my job is not to get them ready. My job is to show them love and yeah. to show them Jesus. Yeah. And hopefully they're ready. Yeah. Right? Or or like hopefully something clicks. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. That's not quite my job to do that. Now I think that's different with people in your household. People in your house, people in your church community. Yeah, I think that's a little bit different because you ha- know them more and you yeah. can have those relationships with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, in a lot of ways, like as a parent, your job is to cultivate oh, yeah. that soil and to help prepare, like lay good groundwork oh, yeah. so that when that seed comes, it's ready. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm cool saying, I don't know how that works. Just walking <laughs> around as a dude. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a weird deal where it's like, I don't know how this goes, but from this, what I gather is Jesus says, look, you are going to be given the word of God. You're going to be given the good news. You're going to be shown this some way or another. Yeah. Now it may be from a preacher. It may be from a commercial. It may be from you reading. You may be in a hotel and pick up a Gideon's Bible next to you and be like, let's go. All right. Let me, let me see what this is about. But he says, there's people whose hearts will not be ready. Yeah. But I think for us, so so I think there may be two camps in this. Yeah. People that, when I read this today, putting in 2022 context, I think there are people that do not know Jesus at all and they're working on that heart and figuring it out. Or they're not, and they're just one of these and then they're going to now figure it out. I think we have the knowledge and we know some of the mystery that we also have to know, where am I on this scale? Mm. We like to think that we're like the good soil, we're great, but is there thorns? Mm. Do we have some path on us? Is there rocky ground in us? And that means that we got to work for ourselves. Because if we truly believe that we're going to come in contact with the creator of the universe every single day, then I get my heart ready every single day yeah. to be ready to listen to God yeah. and to ready to be moved by his spirit. Um, because I think you will. This is how are you, you know, how's this being taken? Yeah. I mean, there's one, there's one measure of success in this parable. And it's producing fruit. Oh, yeah. So there's lots of ways that this parable tells us we get sidetracked from producing fruit. But there's only one measure of success, and it's it's producing fruit. So take that two ways. If I'm not a follower of Jesus, but I'm open to this message, you know, where am I falling in this spectrum? Like, is my heart open, but I'm so worried about the things of this world that, that, that curiosity is kind of getting choked out. You know, you can look at this and use this as a tool to try to understand where you are. But if you're a follower of Jesus, the landing place is, are you producing fruit for the kingdom of God? If not, then you have found yourself in one of these other categories. It's not permanent. It's not final. No, like, but you need to know where you're at. You need to know where you're at. Again, we talk about self-evaluation and talking, uh, so the first one is seed on the path. The evil one snatches what is in their heart. So it's like, hey, it's on a path. There's no roots to it. Mm. And the evil one. There ain't um, nowhere for it to go. It's, no. It's and so on. the evil one, a, you know, like a bird will come yeah. and just pick it up and be like, nope, that's mine now. Yep. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. It didn't fall on heart that was ready. Mm-hmm. Hard heart. It, didn't, it just fell on the ground. and wasn't quite ready. Then we have this seed on the ground. Again, the same thing. They receive it but they have no roots. So Mm -hmm. it's there. It's still on the ground. It hasn't dug down deep yet. So Mm -hmm. this could be, it is easily persuaded. Mm -hmm. These people like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. Great, great, great. And then boom, you go to this way 
right when something bad happens or is more persuasive or shiny and dangly. And yeah. you're like, ooh, I want to go that way. Yeah. You don't have anything deep. So, you know, so we talk about this with our faith at home here in our church, with our family ministry of like your job now for your kids when they're 10 years old like Charlie is, we want that. We want those roots now to start getting deeper. Yeah. So, because it doesn't matter. I tell our students this. It doesn't matter if you go to a private college, if you go to a Christian college, if you go to a state school, if you don't go, you go to the military, you go into the workforce, whatever you do when you get 18, 19, 20 years old. If somebody comes to you and says, why are you a Christian? You go, where my granddaddy was and my poppy was and my mommy was and so I am. They're going to be like, anything else? <laughs> well, my granddaddy preach them and I, I I listen like if you don't if, if if you don't have roots to be like no this is why I'm a Christian yeah. and there's been some storms in my life and yeah. I could see it and I can acknowledge where God was it grows deeper there so like my goal as a student minister is hey let's dig those roots with the parents in here but at some point you're going to be on your own and you got to have something to stand on or something to ground you in the word of God um so if someone starts pushing back to you, it's not a negative thing. Yeah. You can withstand that. Yeah, this is this is the point. The, the, that This one is crucial to me and I think us working in ministry. This is the... Oh, this is crucial for us just being dudes. Well, this is where emotional experience and transformation meet discipleship, right? Ooh, People okay. can come to our churches and, you know, be impacted by the music and be impacted by the teaching and then walk away and there's nothing deeper than that, right? There's nothing that's actually grounding them in their faith. Oh, yeah. There has to be that next level. There has to be that that deepening, that, that discipleship process where we take people who been, have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, who have said... You know, I believe this. I'm I'm ready to to walk in this way. Somebody got to show them how. Somebody's got to show them what that means, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's that's what discipleship is all about. And it's like, you know, emotion without discipleship is the rocky ground. It's where yeah. people get excited about Jesus, but then there's nothing else for them. They better receive it, but and then they move on to the next it shiny thing. Yeah, it's just like it, you said, it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then you have the seed on the thorns. Um, that's, I got one, here. that's one we can all relate to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in every season, right? You have the seed on the thorns, which where you have the worries of life, just kind of choke it out Yep. where you have external circumstances. You're we growing, about that you're a trying lot. to grow. You're like, come on, let's go. But you got the thorns that are stopping you. They're yeah. hindering you. And you just, your life is consumed by thorns. Yep. That's all you think about. How do I get past this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. But I think that also is a big, a big, um, point here where jesus says look you're gonna have it yeah let's get through it yeah let's get through this like don't your day should not be focused on always the negative thorns in your life and we know people like that don't we yeah where it is just like dang you have nothing good going for you do you like all they hear is negative well I got this happened flat tire i can't do this can't yeah and it's like hey your life is bigger than thorns god is bigger than your thorns yep Listen, Linda. All right. Last one. Seed on good soil. We got the good soil here. Um, and the definition of this is just one who hears and understands it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we would put, I want to put words in 
the son of God's mouth. But like, here's, do you think there's an implied understand means do it? Mm. Uh, is I'm, it, isn't it? Cause you have here understand do, I, or is it like, is a understand go, I understand, which means I'm going to do it. You know, when you talk to your kids, I, I do this to our kids all the time, or at least to my you know five-year-old. I'm like, Hey, put your jacket up, put your jacket up in the room. Hey, do you understand me? Yeah. Yeah. Well then that means you yeah. get up and you do it. Yeah. Is that what God's saying here? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, you could draw that conclusion just, just from, from this chapter, yeah. but looking at all of Jesus's work and, and, yeah. and message, he's constantly saying, you know, if you love me, you'll do the will yes. of my father. If you love me, you will hear what I'm saying and put it into practice. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great, great example. It's like, I, I tell my kids, like <laughs> when you finish your snack, Clean it up. You put it in the dish. Yeah. If you didn't do it, you clearly didn't understand what I was asking you to do, right? <laughs> yeah. If you understood, you'd do it. It's the same way with yeah. us. It's yeah. like, you know, you hear it. Which, you know, that, man, that makes me sound like an idiot. That makes me sound childish. Because we look at our kids. Hey, when you're done with that plate, where does it go? Yeah. In the sink. Thank you. You're you're done with that jacket. Where does it go? It doesn't go on the floor. Do you understand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and for us, we're like, what kind of dum dums don't get that? <laughs> we tell you this every day. Don't get that. And now look to me. Yeah. It looked to me to God. And he's like, you dumb, dumb. <laughs> you, I've been telling you this every day. Do, do, do you not get it? And I'm like, so as I, sorry. Yeah. So as I look at my kids, I need to have more grace to my kids going, <laughs> he gets it, but he doesn't. Yeah. He understands and gets it. I don't know. He is too distracted by other dangly things mm -hmm. to know, oh, here's what I need to do next. Yep. I'm the same, I'm the same way. Yeah. Right. And so giving grace to my kids because God's looking at me going, Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Don't you understand me? Did you hear me? What'd I say? We said that. <laughs> What'd I say? If you're okay, then go do it. Repeat it back to me in your own words. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that I said? That's a, that's another big one. Um all right, so you have that here. So this so one, this whole thing here. Just the parable of the sower, basically saying, look, God's word is going to be out. Mm. Where is your heart? Are mm. you rocky? Are you on the path? Are the thorns going to be out? Are you going to be good soil preparing it? And so for us as a discipleship making with you, yourself, your family, your friends, your church community, how are you cultivating this environment of good soil mm. that allows for God's word to sit on it and to produce fruit? Mm. And there's different ways to produce fruit. Is that how you live your life has changed? Fruit of the spirit? Mm. Is that fruit in, are you discipling more people? Mm. Are you making disciples of Jesus Christ? I would say the answer it's is It's all yes. that. I would yeah, say it's, it's all that, right? <laughs> and probably more. Probably way more. Yeah. Um, all right, that was a good one for 13. Um, you know what? I think next week... Let's just keep it rolling. We're going to keep it going. There's six of these and we went through one. So, <laughs> so there's a lot here for us to do. Yeah. Uh, so, Hey, we're going to jump in next week. Maybe we're going to hit the mustard seed and the leaven, maybe a little bit of hidden treasures, maybe the, some the nets. wheat and the weeds, all that. We got a lot of good stuff in here. Um, the pearl of great price. Come on. Love that one. Let's, let's get it. So, Hey, next week we're going to read more of Matthew 13, hit some more of these parables. Uh, cause they're so much fun mm -hmm. and get that. Well, hey, we um, 
appreciate you guys so we much. Thank y'all for listening to us. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share, <laughs> do all the things. Uh, we would love for that to happen. You're like, I'm trying to conduct some business. <laughs> it's it's fine. It doesn't matter. Maybe I've tried that for 75 episodes. And hey, some people rated, reviewed, and subscribed. They did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you out there. When we start our Patreon, you guys start paying for this. No. <laughs> we'll have $14 rolling in a month. <laughs> From me. <laughs> That's just me testing it out. Like, well, I'm not paying for myself. All right, guys. Well, hey, have a good day. Um, enjoy. Um, how are you preparing your heart for God? Yes. Prepare your heart for God. Know where you're at. If it's rocky, if it's if it's thorny, if it's uh, the ground, if it, whatever it may be, prepare your heart to listen to him. Uh, and I promise you, your day will be blessed. Yes. I'm um, sorry, the day off. Cool, guys. So we'll catch y'all next week. See ya. Bye, friends.